We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's March 1st. Good month. March March is a good month. We have a nine-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. March is a good month. Was someone born in March or something? Is that yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> We also got baseball spring training, which is something I, I love um, and enjoy taking taking in down here in Arizona. So good time of the year. I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm doing well. Uh, Tuesday night, interesting NBA slate. Um, we've got Anthony Davis and John Morant kind of did their thing. Um, Clint Capella playing. We were talking about this pre-show a little bit. Clint Capella seeing 35 minutes under the new head coach. So that's that's a situation to take in and think about going forward for sure. Yeah, I got that situation wrong on yesterday's podcast. Always, always okay with admitting when I'm wrong. Um, I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I like the fact that Bay still played 27 minutes, but I, I didn't see the 35 minutes coming from Capella. I thought at most 28 minutes, so totally missed that one. Uh, he had a really good game. I think he ended up yep. with like 45-plus fantasy points. So, I mean, that's super encouraging um, to see. And I mean, he should be playing 30 plus minutes a night. We've been saying this all season. So um, I thought that was really good to see. And then, I mean, just a mental note of like Dinwiddie hasn't done anything in like two weeks and he had a monster game finally. And it was points, rebounds, assists. It was one of his most active games. Um, so just kind of paying attention to Brooklyn. I, I mean, I, 
I still don't love the idea of playing Brooklyn, and we're going to talk about them because, I mean, every team in the NBA is on a back-to-back tonight. <laughs> today, whenever you listen to the podcast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think it's just kind of good to note what we're continuing to see for Brooklyn. But I will just continue to say I don't think anything's going to be consistent when it comes to Brooklyn. I think that Brooklyn doesn't know what Brooklyn wants to do. So just keep that in the back of your mind when you're looking at this team. So Mikhail Bridges continues to get his shots up though. That's it. Yeah. He seems to be taking on kind of the, the lead role there. Very interesting stuff. Chucking. We, we call it chucking around here, Keith. We call it chucking. Yep. Yep. We get buckets and they, we chuck um, <laughs> <laughs> too many. And one tapes when I was growing up um, <laughs> showing my gray hair. All right. We got nine games um yeah let's jump right in like i said we have a lot of back-to-back so we're not gonna have a ton of lines out we're not gonna have a ton of injury lines to talk about but we'll do the best we can to get you all prepped for the day and uh, at the end of the day that's what we're here for we're a first look podcast we appreciate all the support each and every day and i hope you just have a great day with phoenix at charlotte 232 and a half total in this one suns a 10 point favorite probably not high enough um durant probable Shamit out uh pj washington doubtful cody martin out and lamello ball out hate to see that for lamello ball um yeah. we'll go phoenix first i, I mean this is going to be the first sample size that we're going to have of durant playing here with this team i mean booker durant ayton Chris Paul, they're all over 7,900. The price tags are up there. Uh, We have to kind of think that Durant's going to cut into Booker's usage a little bit. uh, And like Booker's already not putting up like these 50 point plus fantasy games. So I think this is one of those games I might just leave Phoenix on the shelf. Um, If I'm playing anybody from Phoenix, it's probably Aiton because Charlotte can't stop anybody. Um, I worry about this game staying close. And I just worry about the price tags overall. Um, this might be one of those situations where I'm looking on like prize picks or something like that, where I'm looking at like first half like props for someone like Aiton and just getting ahead of the game if this game does get out of hand. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, super interesting situation. I mean, we just kind of talked about it with Brooklyn, a very new situation that we haven't seen before with the debut of KD. So should be really fun to watch, but we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. It probably means guys like Booker in particular, Aiton a little bit, are overpriced. Um, but this is a fantastic matchup. So, like, if they're coming in super low-owned, I don't hate taking a couple shots on, on KD or Booker as well. I don't see a, a way that Chris Paul has much of a, uh, a scoring role here. Um, he's He's going to pretty much sit back and be the distributor of this offense and kind of yield to guys like Durant and Booker and, and Aiton. So definitely leaving Paul on the shelf, but I don't mind some shots on, on Booker or KD to um, agree with you. There is some blowout risk here, but if, if um, Charlotte is able to keep it close, it should be a, a fantastic game environment. Um, I think Booker's still playable 8,900. 8, Love the the call on the first half props for, for Aiton. I think that's a really sharp way to play this. Um like his scoring prop probably comes down with KD in the fold now, uh, but yeah. but we've seen him get off early in a lot of games and sh- should definitely be close enough in the first half where he sees his normal run. Uh, but yeah, DFS wise, it's nothing more than than large field tournaments play 
plays here, even though it's a, a great matchup against Charlotte. It's just this new situation has the pricing a little bit out of whack. Yeah, I mean, Aiton, Aiton first half stuff, I think I'd be looking at um, point rebound, like points plus rebounds. I think that's where I'll look for Aiton's like first half props. Charlotte side, I mean, Terry Rozier is too cheap. He's 7,200. Um, he, he's just too cheap. It's a tough matchup. The game potentially doesn't stay close, but uh, no LaMelo ball. I think you have to look at Rozier, and I think you have to look at Gordon Hayward. Hayward, his usage has been up here recently. He's been playing really good. Um, he's been shooting a lot, like over 14 shot attempts in four of the last six games for um, Gordon Hayward. So no LaMelo. I mean, we have a little bit of sample size we can go back and look at. Um, was it two months ago-ish? Um, so we have a little bit of sample size to go off of. P.J. Washington potentially being out as well. Uh, we'll take Cody Martin. We'll take Cody Martin, Ball, and Washington off the floor for everybody really quick and run that through court IQ. I mean, Ter- Terry Rozier, 32.1% usage rate, 1.1 yeah. fantasy points per minute. I mean, the fantasy point per minute, not fantastic, but the usage is there for the price. Uh, Kelly Oubre, 30.4% usage rate, averaging right under a fantasy point per minute. So Hayward gets a 6% usage bump, Oubre 4%, um, and then Terry Rozier 5.7. So, I mean... Lamelo being off the floor, Lamelo's a huge guy when it comes to usage, and with Washington doubtful, I think you could keep taking shots on Hayward. My only concern is this game staying close. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. at fifty one hundred is a value play that I think is is in the mix today. There's a lot of back to backs. There's going to be a lot of news. Um, so I'm going to say in the mix as of right now um, for Dennis Smith Jr. So talk to me here about Charlotte. Yeah, have to be interested in this situation. Tough matchup against Phoenix, but with uh, LaMelo out, everybody's underpriced here. Rozier is is definitely the priority as the leader in usage, um, like the Hayward call a lot. Ubre is really interesting. Saw him get up to 28 minutes. You mentioned how big of his role was prior to his injury um, during that uh, LaMelo missing time earlier in the season. So Ubre at 6,500 is very interesting. Um, Mark Williams, the price is coming up, but dude just keeps getting double doubles at this point. Um, 6,300. I don't hate going to him. Um, and then the starting lineup will be interesting. Like they have been reluctant in the past to start Rozier and DSJ together. So I could see DSJ staying off the bench and somebody like McGowan's jumping into the lineup. He's not a big usage guy, even though he's minimum price, we probably don't want to play him. Um, but DSJ could certainly still get there, even if he gets like 28 minutes off the bench or something. Certainly interesting. Um, but overall, like uh, just the tough matchup, but everybody's underpriced for sure. Chicago at Detroit. No total in this game. Um, I would assume that Chicago's a pretty big favorite in this one. Um, Chicago is on the second end of a back to back. Detroit will be without Cunningham, without Duran, uh, without Livers. Without Noel and without Stewart. Um, so there you go. Bogdanovich is probable, though. Um, I think he sat the other night, right? Pretty sure he sat the other night. He did. So, yep. um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, the Chicago side of this game, I mean, they play their guys on second end of back to backs pretty much all season. So I think we'll see a pretty normal Chicago lineup here. Um, Detroit's actively trying to lose basketball games. Um, mm-hmm. They have no interest in winning at all. So, I mean, 
looking at really quick before we like get into this, but looking at like BetMGM and DraftKings, like you can get this at minus five right now, Chicago. Um, I like that. Even with Chicago on the back-to-back, Detroit is literally trying to actively lose games. <laughs> um, Bulls. DeRozan 79 in a fantastic matchup against Detroit. Um, Levine is 86. Vooch is 90. Like they're just, they're priced up a little bit here. Um, the price is always the biggest thing when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. Um, they're coming off of a tough loss against Toronto. We didn't really see anybody do anything. Um, I mean, DeRozan, I think he had 18 fantasy points. Yeah, 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 he just had a terrible game. So maybe a bounce back for him. Um, Patrick Beverly played 29 minutes. He's really cheap. What are your thoughts on your your Chicago Bulls? Yeah, it's it's tough times in Chicago now for for the Bulls. Um, They've been real bad all season long, so it's difficult. Um, DeRozan being the cheapest, I think, is where I go first. Um, I, I am going to have some interest in the Detroit bigs. Like that situation is still very interesting, even with Bogdanovich coming back. So I might be looking for a run back here. Um, I think it's DeRozan first ahead of Levine. Um, no real conviction there though. I, I definitely would put DeRozan or Levine ahead of Vooch because I don't necessarily want to play two bigs from the same game. Um, but I don't know. DeRozan has, has had a tough, I don't know, month or so. He just hasn't been quite right. He was dealing with that hip injury over the all-star break. Haven't really seen it from him lately, but him being six, 700 cheaper than, than Levine, I don't know, slight, slight lean to DeRozan over Levine. Not, not really interested in going deeper on the Chicago team. IO is really cheap, but with Beverly there, you probably can't do that. Beverly doesn't produce enough per minute to, to want to go there. Um, I don't Good matchup against Detroit, but this Chicago team is just, it's tough to play. Yeah, I mean, if I'm playing anybody, it's probably DeRozan just because he's under 8K. Yeah. It's a nine-game slate, and he was terrible on Tuesday. So hopefully, like, a nice little bounce-back spot for him. Detroit, I mean, how do you not like Bagley? I mean, 4,900, the matchup's not fantastic, but this guy is absolutely crushing here. Um, he's getting up his shots. He's rebounding at a high rate. Like, the minutes are the biggest concern. Um they they want to play Wiseman, it seems like, and Wiseman's forty eight hundred. I think I don't know if I touch the guards or the wings or any of those any of that situation at all. Um maybe Hayes, because he they he is the guy that has a little bit of upside, but I, I mean I think I'm looking at Wiseman and Bagley. Um and then I guess like like I said, I think you could potentially look at Hayes or Burks, but it's really gonna depend on like what opens up throughout the day. Yeah, completely agree with you. Bagley and Wiseman are the priorities here. Um, wouldn't play them together because they have not shared the court at all. Um, it's like they're going to split the 48 minutes. They're both huge per minute producers. Uh, so I would certainly make a zero to one group, limit one per lineup on those guys. But I'm, I'm highly interested in both of them. Bogdanovich coming back makes it tough to play the rest of these guys. Um, like Burks, up to 4,300 now. He was, what, 3,500 when he was massive chalk on Monday. Um, Hayes' price has come up. So not too interested in the guard situation here in Detroit. But Bagley and Wiseman, definitely going to be a part of the pool. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think I don't honestly hate playing Bagley and Wiseman together. Um, 
usually a situation that I would avoid uh, because they're kind of sharing the minutes, but they both produce at such a high rate per minute. And like, maybe you limit them now because Wiseman's price went up. Maybe that's the reason you limit them. But if it was a smaller slate, I would agree. Like you can, they could both totally put up like 30 a piece or whatever. Um, But because it's such a big slate, that's the reason I think I'm limiting them today. And, yeah, and the, they're not they're not thirty five hundred anymore, like you said. They're they're now almost five k, so that does play price, into it as well. The prices come up. Cleveland at Boston, no total in this game, and I was like, why? Um, I still don't know why. Gallinari's out. Muscala is questionable, and then on the Cavs side, I mean, Kevin Love is probable. Kyle Lowry's out, and Yurt Seven's out. Max Struss is questionable. Max Struss, no re- no line in this game because Max Struss is questionable. You're looking at my – it's Cleveland, right? Boston, Cleveland. Oh, my gosh. What am I looking at? <laughs> Cleveland and Boston. You got thrown off by Kevin Love, I think. <laughs> oh, I did. So nobody even on the injury report for Cleveland. Um, yeah, I don't know why there's no – Jalen Brown coming back maybe. Why but... did that – like on my sheet that it like it mixed them up. My bad. Um, good call. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's no total in this game because really the only guy questionable in this game is Mike Muscala. So no total in this game. Who knows? No teams on back-to-backs. We got two of the better teams in the East. Uh, what are your thoughts here in Cleveland? Yeah, this game overall is tough. We've got two healthy teams, two teams that play amazing defense, two teams that play really slow. Um, Nine-game slate, I, honestly, I can't find a reason to want to play any of these Cleveland guys. I guess Donovan Mitchell for a ceiling. If if you want to go there, I'm not, probably not chasing that against Boston with somebody like Marcus Smart on the other side. I don't know. Do you? I I don't really have any interest in Cleveland whatsoever. They're just they're priced appropriate appropriately. It's a really difficult matchup. Um, one of one of the games I'm probably avoiding on the slate. Both. I mean, both sides, right? Like yep. Boston. Boston and Cleveland, they don't like to play fast. They both like to play defense. I mean, Cleveland, third in defensive rating. Celtics, fourth. Um, Cleveland, slowest pace team in the NBA. And Boston, 17th. So, like, pricing, like, there's no, there's nothing that, like, says, hey, I have to play anybody from this game to me. Um, And then Jalen Brown coming back on the Boston side. So, you've got Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon priced up for Brown being out. Yeah. yeah, just it's it's not a very appealing game at all. The only way I think you get to this game on a nine game slate is if you're building like 150 and you're like, hey, I'm going to make five teams of like game stacks of Cleveland, Boston, hoping that it's just a really competitive game and the stars come out and do their thing in a really close, you know, type of game that has like OT potential. Because I mean, it, it should be a really competitive game. It's just, I think maybe less than five percent does this game hit. Um, yeah. So I, I just on a nine game slate, I just don't see I see nothing. So I'm with you. Uh, we're on the same page with this one. Philadelphia at Miami. Hey, Miami. Um, I won't I won't mess it up this time, right? Um, I don't know why my sheet did that, but anyway, uh, another game, pretty low total, two fifteen and a half, uh seventy sixers, a one and a half point favorite in this one. Um I already kind of said it on the Miami side, Kyle Lowry's out, stress is questionable. On the Philadelphia side, Deadman is out. Um, we'll go Philly first. <sighs> Tough matchup for Embiid. 
this is a, a really tough matchup. Miami is one of the toughest guy, like toughest teams in the league against um, centers. We just saw this matchup uh, two days ago. Embiid put up 45 and a half fantasy points. And like his line wasn't even that bad, right? Shot 59% from the field. He had 12 rebounds. He had 27 points. Um, he played 34 minutes. It just wasn't like, it's just, it's such a tough team to have a huge ceiling against. Um, even for like James Harden. I mean, I think this is a spot even again, like I'm probably staying away from Philly out maybe outside of maybe taking some shots on like a, a maxi. Yeah, this game is very similar to the last one. Two two slow teams that play good defense. Um, probably the four best teams in the Eastern Conference at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, we just saw the matchup. Embiid struggled. Harden did okay. Um, paid off his price tag in the last one. He's 9,800. Now it's up to 10-3. I don't know that I'm going, going back to Harden, um, especially not on a nine-game slate. He was useful on that, what, four-game slate Monday, I believe. Um but yeah, this is this game's just very similar to the last one. Everyone's priced appropriately. Not the best game environment. Low total, slow pace. Um, Harden's price coming up probably leaves me away, leaves me off of Philly altogether. Yeah, I, like I said, I think Maxi is okay for large field tournament stuff. Um, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing. I mean, even on the Miami side, I mean, you could take some shots here on, on Jimmy Butler, I think, with no Kyle Lowry. Like, we saw him put up 58 fantasy points. But if he's going to be someone that, like, gets ownership because he just had a monster game against his team, easy stay-away spot for me. Uh, tough matchup for Bam. I don't want to play him. Um, I don't like this matchup for Tyler Hero. Um, I just, again, like – one of those games where Miami and Philadelphia are two of the bottom six teams in pace and both top seven teams in defense. Um, yeah. What did this game score two nights ago? Um, 200 points, right? It was 99. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just not even on a, on a, on a four game slate. Sure. We're talking about this game way more on a nine game slate. It's just a game that I'm hoping doesn't go bonkers. Yeah, right there with you. Um, I actually played quite a bit of Jimmy because he was really low owned on that four game slate. Worked out that time. I think I'm cashing out. Um, I'm I'm all set here. Like nine game slate. I don't need to take that chance on this slate. Um, worked out for me on the last one. I think Kevin Love would be my target on Miami if I had to pick somebody. Fifty six hundred. We know he can produce huge per minute. Um, if he starts again and runs into 28 minutes, he could absolutely smash at 5,600, even in a tough matchup. Um, but it, even that's not, not something I'm necessarily prioritizing. I think that's kind of where I'm at, man. Um, we move on. We got the Nets and the Knicks, 222 total, anywhere from like 221 to 222 and a half. So we'll say 222 um everywhere Knicks minus seven in this game might not be enough Brooklyn's on the second end of a back-to-back the Knicks are good to go no one on the injury report for them um Ben Simmons did not play Tuesday he's already been ruled out for Wednesday as well um so that's I mean good to know we'll go Brooklyn first I, I mean they're they're like getting into that range of like Sacramento or not Sacramento, San Antonio and like OKC, um, just not knowing who or when or what to play. 
Um, we kind of talked about it at the top of the show. Dinwiddie had a big game. Bridges continues to chuck. Uh, Cam Johnson had a good game. Claxton had a decent game. Um, I mean, the rotation was smaller. I think that's something to kind of note. We saw a smaller rotation. Guys played more minutes. Uh, do they do that on the second end of a back-to-back? Maybe. I mean, Bridges, I think, is the main target here. Hate shooters on the second end of a back-to-back. But if he's going to continue to put up 18 to 20 shots a night at 7,500 or 7,400, I think we just have to look at him. Uh, he's rebounding. He has defensive upside. He's a guy that can fill the stat sheet. So Bridges would be my favorite. The Knicks have struggled against point guards. Can Didwitty have a back-to-back, you know, decent game? Um, I mean, he shot – he made five threes. I don't want to get into – I'm playing a lot of Dinwiddie. He shot the ball really well from behind the arc. Um, five threes. Like, he hasn't made five threes since January 28th. Uh, so, pumping the brakes a little bit on Dinwiddie. I, I would much rather play Bridges. Don't mind Cam Johnson at 5,300. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Nets? Yeah, I agree. It's Bridges over Dinwiddie for me. Um, just He feels like he's going to be the leader in usage on this team. As constructed, um, price tag is probably about where it should be in this matchup with the Knicks. Another slower pace game. Like neither one of these teams is going to push the pace. Um, so Bridges is the target. I, I don't know that I'm messing with Dinwiddie. Maybe some shots on Claxton. Um, we saw Cam Johnson shoot pretty well. Um, he's 5,300 if you want to take some shots there or need somebody in the, the 5K range. Him or Cam Thomas do. Both of those guys can can make a couple of threes and, and pay off a 5K price tag. But not a game environment I love. A um, little bit of bridges, that's about it for me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Knicks side, I mean, everyone kind of healthy here. It's, I think it's tough. I, I think Barrett, large field tournaments, it was those nights that he shoots the ball really well. Um, he has upside at 5,800. Josh Hart has shown a little bit of upside. Um, just, I mean, everyone's kind of healthy and everyone's kind of playing. Uh, the other night, we talked about Mitch Robb against Boston. He's still probably too cheap, especially for a matchup against Brooklyn. So, Maybe it's Mitch Rob and some Barrett. I don't know how much like Randall or Brunson I play here. I mean, the matchup's not bad. It's just everyone's healthy. We've seen Randall's usage go down um, and the price is slowly, slowly going down. Um, that's all I got here on the net or the Knicks side. 
Yeah, um, Brunson just not hitting that ceiling that we saw for for so long there from him. Um, so it'd be Randall over Brunson for me if I'm paying up and looking for a ceiling. Um, I think it's Josh Hart over over Barrett for me. Yes, Barrett could get hot shooting, but Hart can do it in a bunch of different ways. So I think I would lean to Josh Hart there in that. He's a little bit cheaper as well. Um, yeah, it, it. I don't know. It's it's tough with with Hart kind of limiting Barrett's ceiling a little bit. Um, seems to be taking away from Brunson. So I'm I'm not real interested in this next team's next team either. Um, I I will have a little exposure to, to Randall just because he can drop 60 fantasy points and, and be the guy that you need. But that that's about all I'm interested in here for the Knicks. Lakers at Thunder. What a fantastic basketball game. <laughs> uh, no total, no line out, uh, no injury report. Got both teams on the back-to-back. Um, we know, like, we have an idea, like, LeBron's going to be out for two to three weeks. We know that he's likely not going to play in this game. Uh, they did say that, like, Russell is doubtful as well. I mean, does Anthony Davis play in the second end of a back-to-back? So many question marks. Um, so I was actually watching this game earlier, and they, yep. the beat reporter did come on and say Davis would play on the second half of a back-to-back. So we we can yeah, include him, I think. Yep. Okay. Uh, good little good little note. Um, Kyrie's Kyrie just had a um, chance to tie the game and got blocked. It looked like. Anyway um lakers coming off of a tough loss against memphis this is a completely different matchup for this team um memphis a good 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 defensive team second in defensive rating they play really fast where the lakers play really fast as well um the thunder play just as fast as the lakers the biggest difference is like the thunder i think they're like 13th or 12th in defensive rating um and they're missing some guys here so Assuming that like SGA doesn't play, um, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I like I think it was health and safety protocols. Um, yeah, so they did say he's going to be out as well. So all right, so we know SGA's out. We know LeBron's out. We assume Russell's out. Um, I assume everybody else plays. Lakers first. I mean, Anthony Davis top end top end type of play if he's in the lineup today um schroeder i think is a fantastic play after that i mean we'll see what the ownership looks like some of these lakers had really good games um you were talking about it (laughs) reeves and lonnie walker lonnie walker only played 22 minutes um i still like the idea of getting malik um beasley instead of taking shots on like Walker, I think Reeves, I talked about him on the podcast yesterday. I think Reeves continues to play solid minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, I think this might be the most interesting spot on the slate. Um, with SGA out on the other side, the Lakers situation being as shorthanded as they are, we just saw it, and everybody's going to flock to exactly what happened um, on, on Wednesday night, or Tuesday night, right? What day is it? I don't know. Tuesday night, yeah. Um like so, I think you're you're gonna see some ownership on guys like Lonnie Walker and and Austin Reeves, and it's gonna leave guys like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt underowned. Um, I think both of, like going back, even though they failed on Tuesday night, going right back to them tonight um, is a fantastic idea. Good matchup against OKC, like you were talking about. Um, Schroeder didn't necessarily fail, but he wasn't fantastic. 
Um, I'll, I'll be loading up on Schroeder for sure at 5,400. I think AD is a, a phenomenal spend up. Um, Oklahoma City is uh, infamous for struggling against bigs. So just, just a fantastic spot here for Anthony Davis. I will have a ton of exposure to Lakers. Um, don't get me wrong. I'll still play some guys like, like Reeves and Walker. But I think assuming that the exact same thing that happened Tuesday night is going to happen tonight is is a mistake that the field will make, and that should leave Vanderbilt and Beasley a little bit lower lower owned than they should be. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, gosh, the Thunder such a tough team to figure out too. I don't know what to think here. I, I mean, you're just playing the pace of this game. Um, I mean, who knows? Um, Dario Sarge played 27 minutes at 3,200. Um, I think like even Kendrick Williams, he got into some foul trouble. He still played 29 minutes. So I have no idea what Josh Giddy was. He just playing bad. Were they, was, were they just doing well? Um, Josh Giddy was minus 32 um, today Yikes. in this game. And Dort was minus 28. So did they just get benched because they were playing terrible? Um, I mean, they did not play well. I don't know what to do. Uh, they played, what, two, four, six, eight, nine guys, and no one played over 30 minutes. Um, tough. Wow, one I of the toughest. Thought, yeah. yeah, Giddy and Dort, uh, 19 minutes for Dort, for Giddy and 21 for Dort, and it was a close game, too. It's not like it was a blowout here. So, wow, on the, the Thunder rotation, um, we thought Giddy and Dort were kind of the safe guys in the Thunder rotation. That's... That's uh, something to take in there for sure. I mean, one of my favorite plays was Isaiah Joe, and he only played like 22 minutes. Um, yep. I don't know where. Like, this is a guy that has been playing big minutes here recently, and he just didn't play. Um, I, I wonder, like, I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not watch a Kings Thunder game. Um, I wonder, like, when I'm looking through a game flow of this game and stuff, I wonder if, like, the second unit, looking at, like, Jalen Williams, Sarge, and, like, these guys having big games, I wonder if the second unit just got hot and the coaches just left him in there. Um, yeah. So I have no other no other guess. Um, if someone in YouTube chat, what's up YouTube chat? Someone in YouTube chat, watch this game. First of all, why'd you watch this game? <laughs> Second of all, um, maybe they can shine light on it a little bit. But I, I would assume that like Dario Sarge getting 27 minutes is just, this is a guy that hadn't played more than 15 minutes. Um yeah, I don't know. I like Dario Sarge. When he's getting minutes, he's fantastic. Um, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who do they play at center in this game? Kenrich has been playing games. a little. Yeah, Jalen <laughs> Jalen Williams with a Y should probably start. Like, are they going to run Sarge out there? I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked at the game flow from Tuesday night. Did Sarge play the five or the four? Do you know? I don't know. I'm assuming Robinson Earl played the five for his twenty minutes for sure. Uh, yeah, and Jalen Williams played seventeen, so that's yeah, that's 40, 48 right there. So Sarge played the four. Interesting. 
Anthony Davis is no one is stopping Anthony Davis in this game. Yeah. All, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Load up on Anthony Davis for sure. As far as the Thunder, I'm going to look at ownership. I'm just going to play the ownership game um, because there's no rhyme or reason for any of these guys. Uh, it's a fa- yeah, fast-paced I mean, like, matchup. Like, yeah. Like Jalen Williams went nuts with e- Jalen with an EN instead of the Y. Um, he's the same price as he was. He's probably going to get ownership over Dort at 5,100. Give me Lou Dort. I mean, like historically, he's the big, biggest benefactor when SGA is off the court. If people are scared because he only played 21 minutes in Tuesday night's game uh, and he comes in at like 10% or something crazy like that, I, I'm happy to go right back to him. Tell him, Keith, scare money, don't make money. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to play the ownership game here. Like, if people are just off of Gideon Dort, go back. I, I, and I don't think that Jalen Williams is a bad play. His minutes have been uber consistent. This is a fantastic matchup back and forth. Um, very fast paced game. So I don't think like Jalen Williams is necessarily a bad play. You get him multi-position eligibility, which is always nice. Um, I don't think he's a bad play by any means. So, I mean, I, gosh, man, like I said, Isaiah Joe is one of my favorite plays. Don't know. Don't know. I'll be looking. Yeah, at go right back to Joe. Yeah, I, I have no issues going back to Joe. I really just, I'm so curious if like the second unit just got hot and they just didn't bring these guys back. So it's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me, but it's the <laughs> thunder. They're not supposed to make sense. <laughs> just saying. All right. We're cruising along. We got my Orlando magic heading in to Milwaukee to take on the bucks. No total for this game. Um, DraftKings has bucks minus nine and a half bucks. Second end of a back-to-back. Orlando, Jonathan Isaac is questionable. It's a hamstring. I think they're going to be very, very careful with him. I don't think the Magic are playing for anything this year, and I think they just want to kind of get Isaac back on the court and really have him full-time next year. But anyway, um, Magic first, not the greatest matchup in the world, going up against Milwaukee. I talked about this in the expert survey, I think it was Monday, about just how spread out, and no one is just really like – everyone is – I think there's five guys for the Magic – averaging over 0.8 fantasy points per minute and none of them are averaging more than like 1.12 or something um it's very spread out and in dfs it's not what we want to target um i mean i think paulo would be the high upside guy if you're playing anybody from the magic Wendell carter's price is coming up a little bit um i think paulo's the play if i'm playing anybody from the magic but I don't think this is a spot I'll end up playing anybody from the Magic. Yeah, unless Milwaukee ends up resting like an absolute ton of guys. Like I would not be surprised at all if Giannis sits in this one. He's ob- he dealt with the wrist injury and then he had what Middleton, the hip, right? Was- like you would think Middleton maybe. Yeah, I mean I I could definitely see Milwaukee resting some guys. So unless they're just like punting this game and and resting like everyone but Drew basically. Maybe maybe Drew and Brooke play, and they figure they can beat Orlando with just those two guys. Um, then maybe I have more interest in this Orlando side. But I, I agree with you; like the rotation spread out, it's hard to find a ceiling here. Um, I think Fultz might be my lean at six, just because he's a little bit cheaper yeah. than Paolo. Um, so I don't hate that. Jalen Suggs is is really cheap as well, thirty nine hundred. Um, I don't know. You, you might be able. It depends on what other kind of value opens up. Like if we get a bunch of value from team back to back teams resting, then no chance he's in play. Um, but if a lot of teams are rolling out 
full rosters, then then maybe you look at somebody like Suggs for some value. Um, but I think Fultz would be my preferred Magic if I had to pick one. Going to the Milwaukee side, I think it'd be really interesting. I I, I just don't see there's a, there's no way Middleton plays this game. Um, no way. I mean, yeah. maybe. I think it's very very <laughs> unlikely. Um, it will be interesting to see if like Giannis plays, like you said, it was like a quad and a wrist. Um, yeah. So, and like he, he only played 28 minutes. Like they didn't play anybody over 30 minutes on um, Tuesday night against Brooklyn. So, I mean, that's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Um, if, if anybody starts sitting, I mean, it's going to open up stuff. Giannis sits, it opens up Drew. If Middleton sits, it potentially opens up Pat Connington, who's kind of priced up a little bit at 4,900. Um, if everyone starts sitting, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, these guys, like it just, it really is a game of who's in and who's out. If everyone plays for some odd reason, I mean, I'm probably not playing anybody. Yeah, I agree with you. If, if Giannis and Middleton play, um, I probably don't have any interest at all. I think it would be would be a blowout, and I think they go easy on them. Um, no interest. If a bunch of guys end up sitting, I might have the most exposure of the entire slate on this Milwaukee team um, with, with some key pieces resting. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Really not much, much else to add other than that. Um, Probably not playing it if everybody's in. Probably playing a ton of it if, if a lot of people are sitting. Funny how this works, but I mean, yeah. that's how it works. Houston or Memphis at Houston, no total in this game. Both teams on a back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, I told, we told you guys this is how this slate's going to go. Yeah. Um, Kind of expect Steven Adams to be out again. Um, And then Kevin Porter Jr. said... The, the, the report was they're confident he plays Wednesday. They sat him Tuesday, confident he plays Wednesday. I mean, something to note. Tough matchup against Memphis. Um, Memphis side first. John Morant, 9,900 against the team or the team that allows the most fantasy points per game against opposing point guards. John Morant put up 73 fantasy points against this team earlier this year. I, mean, I think he has to be at the top of the list on the nine-game slate as far as like overall ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, only thing you're worried about here is the blowout. If Kevin Porter Jr. can make it back for this game, I think that lessens it a little bit. Memphis will still be highly favored. Uh, but yeah, Ja, ja is the ceiling play for sure. Definitely don't mind shots on Desmond Bain. Houston has struggled against three-pointers all season long. Um, I know this because I wrote up the Lillard three-point thing before he went off for 71 points against this team made like <laughs> 13 threes i believe it was so keep an eye on desmond bain he should have plenty of open looks from deep um I, you can really play anyone on on this memphis team um triple j not somebody i love to play but there's he could certainly find a ceiling here um the bigs with with adam still out you could take a shot on somebody like xavier tillman um Definitely interested in this Memphis team. Probably even more so interested in, in Memphis if KPJ plays. Sounds like he's going to. Um, everything I just read really quick. But uh, I like Ja. I like Ja a lot um, in this game. On the Houston side, gosh, Kevin Porter Jr. being out definitely throws a wrench into things. Um, I mean, usage taken away from Jalen Green. Usage way taken away from Sangoon. Usage taken away for from like Jabari Smith. 
I don't love Houston. I really don't. I think this is one of those spots with Kevin Porter Jr. coming back. Um, maybe I'm looking at like Jalen Green at 65 just for pure ceiling. But overall, I don't. I don't have a ton of interest. I know I probably should, but Memphis is such a good defensive team that I don't think I have to play anybody from Houston if I'm even if I'm playing John Morant in this game. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. As weird as it is to say, but but. KPJ coming back like just ruins the pricing here uh, because he's going to, we know he's going to have a high usage role uh, that takes away from guys like Shengun and green, like you just mentioned. So um, I think the one guy I have some interest in is Tari Eason. He's still only 4,100 and he's been looking really good here, producing a bunch per minute. Um, he played 31 minutes on Tuesday night and, and had a fantastic game. I don't think Kevin Porter coming back impacts him all that much. It's really just the big rotation that we have to worry about. And it looks like they're they're willing to give Tarice and um some longer looks. Earlier in the season, he was still producing per minute, but he was limited to like 20, 22 minutes. Now, if he's gonna play upwards of 30 minutes, I, I definitely have some interest there. Shout out to TJ. TJ was on um Eason on the podcast yesterday. Yeah. Shout out to him. He was on somebody else that had a really good game too. I don't remember who it was. Um oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. I don't remember now. I'll remember here in a minute, I'm sure. But all right, so we finish it out with New Orleans at Portland. Uh, Portland will be on the second end of a back-to-back. On the New Orleans side, Alvarado is out. Little is out. Nance is out. Richardson is questionable. Valanchunas is questionable. Williamson remains out. Whew, a lot to get through there. Um, It's driving me crazy. Do you know, like, doesn't that drive you crazy? Oh, it was, um, it was Bassy. He had an interest in Bassy on the podcast yesterday, and he's he's having a good game. Thanks. Anyway, all right. Shout out TJ. Solid stuff. All right. A lot of injuries. A lot of things going on here. Um, New Orleans first. What the heck? Uh, I, I mean, I want. I think that one of the biggest things here is Valanciunas being in or out because uh, if Valanciunas were to sit like we could potentially see Hernan Gomez start at 3,800 um, and we know the type of point per minute um, producer Hernan Gomez is so if Valanciunas sits I have a ton of interest in this game um, because I can I can take shots on like Herb Jones I can take shots on Hernan Gomez I can run it back with Dame Um I kind of like this spot if some of these question marks turn to out like Richardson sits too, Alvarado's already out like we're going to get some cheap guard um you know exposure here with maybe like a Murphy type of play or a Daniels type of play um you don't love it but I, I think it's really interesting um how New Orleans approaches this if we get news that like Valanciunas and Richardson sits on top of Alvarado um already being out I just looked up the game flow because I played some Hernan Gomez on that short, I think it was a four game slate Monday night. Um, and he caught a DNP. <laughs> so yeah. that did not work out well. Um, but I think if you, he's starting, you have to have Valentinus out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I like, he needs to be starting. I'm trying to look and see who, who subbed in for Valentinus. And it's, it looks like it was like Trey Murphy in the first half. Jackson Hayes is the guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you can look at Jackson Hayes as well if uh, Valanchunas is out. 
Um, but yeah, Hernan Gomez is certainly a better per minute producer. Hayes is pretty good himself, but Hernan Gomez is is definitely the better of the two. Um, but if Valentina sits, start. I think yeah. he has to start. I'm with you. I think I think that Hernan Gomez has to start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Twenty minutes off the bench at 3,800, depending on what he other values. Crush. Give that dude twenty yeah. minutes. He's smashing. He's putting yeah, him 35. I kind of agree. Points. So. Um, if Valentunas is out, you can certainly play Hernan Gomez. No, no doubt about it. Um, His ownership would definitely be lower too if he doesn't start. Yeah, for sure, because people would be worried about the DMP again. Mm-hmm. Um, the the rest of the Pelicans here, uh, I think Ingram still has a very playable price tag. Uh, Portland is a pretty good matchup here. McCollum just has not been finding a ceiling recently, so definitely leaning Ingram over McCollum. If Joe Val's in, I don't have near as much interest in this team. It would probably be just Ingram for me. Uh, but Joe Val out, we can, we can get to all kinds of plays here. Uh, we talked about the bigs already, but Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, um, even Najee Marshall, I think, absolutely in play. Um, so just depending on how the injury stuff shakes out here, I, I will have varying degrees of Pelicans, but certainly some no matter what. All right. Um Portland, I mean, again, I said it yesterday, and maybe that maybe that's the reason we take some shots on McCollum here, facing his old team, facing Dame. Maybe he gets up for this game. Um, maybe he gets a few extra shots up in this game, even though that really hasn't been helping him recently. Dame's playing aside like Sharp and Watford and Dybul, um, Reddish, Eubanks. The usage is just monstrous right now. Um until some of these guys start coming back, assuming that like these guys are going to be out again for Portland, Nurk, Nurkic, and um, Simons and stuff. Yeah, it's hard to say that. It's hard to say like we're we're not taking Lillard here. Um, yeah, he put up what nineteen actual points in the first half against the Warriors, and they're beating the Warriors by like seventeen right now at halftime. Yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, and Dame, like, he's, yeah, he's basically on pace for 40 again. Like, he's just consistently putting up 40 points a night uh, with upside for 70. <laughs> um, like, it's it's just insane the usage that this guy has had, um, especially with Simons out, um, Nurkic as well. So, yeah, give, give me some Dame for sure. Like, there's no price tag that would, would talk me off of him. Um Going down the route, like it, it's hard with Dame taking this many shots. I still think Cam Reddish is in play. 4,500, we've seen him kind of be that secondary scorer at times. Um, his best game was with Jeremy Grant off the floor as well. But I don't, I'd, I'd rather pay down for Reddish at 4,500 than go to someone like Grant, I think, just because Dame is shooting so much. Um, Eubanks in play at 4,400 as, as a guy who can produce quite a bit. Um, I don't know. The the rest of them are are pretty tough. Who Tybul, I think, is having a pretty decent game tonight. He's 3,700. Um, he he's not gonna score much, but he can certainly fill a stat sheet. Um, yeah, I mean th- there's there's opportunities here. I, this again just kind of depends on what the teams on back to backs do. If if we're starved for value, this Portland team is gonna look pretty good. Um, guys like Tybul, Eubanks, Little all could be grading out decently. Um, but if we get rest situations, then they probably aren't going to be in play at all. Oh man. Um, 
fun stuff, right? So I was reading, I was reading really quick on Hernan Gomez, like that whole situation. It looks like he should, if Valanciunas is out, he should play. Um, he got he got run the other night when Larry Nance got hurt. Um, so I'm assuming that with Nance already out, if Valanciunas sits too, um, that's where Hernan Gomez would just him, yeah. yeah, you you would think they'd have to play him here. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Um, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here. Favorite play under five thousand to go seven X. Who do you got today? You mentioned Austin Reeves and his minutes being solid. I, I agree with you. Um, there's plenty of opportunities on this Lakers team. AD's obviously gonna get his. Um, but Austin Reeves should have plenty of shots available, should see 30 plus minutes, 3,800 against OKC. I'll, I'll take Austin Reeves. I like that. Um, man, I think I, I'm going back to the well. I said this, I'm pretty stressed at this guy yesterday. Uh, give me Malik Beasley. Burned me. Go right back to it. Like that's that when you're playing DFS, short memory. Yeah. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Give me Tatum up to 10-6. He's got Jalen Brown coming back and the toughest match matchup in basketball against Cleveland. I mean, I said this guy um, Monday, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to go bam. Tough matchup against Philadelphia. Um, just, yeah, no no, no bam for me today. Price is 82. is nice. Hopefully he has another dud and we can take advantage of him next game. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Terry Rozier, Nola Mello Ball, 7,200. Tough matchup against Phoenix, but dude should should put up somewhere near 35% usage. Um, too cheap at 7,200 for this role. I like it. That's who I was going to pick. Um, give me Mikel Bridges from Brooklyn, 7,400. He's just, he's chucking. He's getting buckets. I love that. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I'm looking at Phoenix. Kevin Durant making his debut. Nobody is going to play Devin Booker. Um, Booker can still get hot shooting the ball. 8,900 is, is a price tag. I think he can play off, pay off even playing next to Kevin Durant in this fast-paced matchup with Charlotte. I don't think anybody's going to play him. I, I'll take a couple shots in this awesome matchup if he's like 5% owned. I'm going to go Hernan Gomez. I hope he doesn't start. I hope I hope Valanciunas sits and Hernan Gomez doesn't start and he gets like 18 minutes and puts up 55 fantasy points. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like Hernan Gomez. Listen, if Valanciunas plays, I'm probably not playing him. I'm just saying, um, I think this is a really good spot for him if Valanciunas sits. So, and it sounds like Valanciunas is very questionable. Um, so we'll see. It's like a left calf. So, anyway, um, gosh, man, give us Valanciunas, give us one day off. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, Keith? No, a lot of teams on back-to-backs. So definitely, as always, pay attention to the injury report. But we could see some crazy shenanigans. We're getting into that part of the NBA season where it's going to be a daily grind of we have no idea what's going to happen by the time lock rolls around. But it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, it's that time of the year where like I don't mess with props until like 15 minutes before the slate. And like I like getting early lines and stuff, but yeah, I don't mess with it. Um, for what it's worth... I like Suns minus nine and a half on BetMGM, and I like Chicago Bulls minus five and a half on DraftKings for today's slate. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Small slate tomorrow. We've had some pack-to-back action 
action-packed slates. <laughs> Man, I'm tired. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you then.